Good afternoon. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of The Future of Email Marketing. Hey, my guest today, Solomon Timothy, man with a very long resume, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Forbes Council, best-selling author and CEO of ClickX, right? That is correct. And you're wearing the t-shirt and everything. You know, I, li I like to be a startup founder as much as possible. You know, it's like either it's day one or one day, and I choose to make it day one. Day one. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 me and Jeff. Tell us a bit about ClickX, please. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Um, so we are uh, basically an agency for agencies. We have a platform um, that we built to help agencies start and scale, grow their, you know, their, their customer acquisition lead generation efforts. Uh -huh. um, the way I got into it is that I've been the agency shoes for so many years prior to this. Um, with my first company and I realized that it's really hard to scale an agency. Right. And so yeah, you kind of, kind of learn and then you use that. Right. So uh, all the things that we had to build for ourselves yeah. to tech, the process, the system, the cheat sheet, yeah. we just started offering to other agency partners. So they came asking for it. Yeah. So then we turn it into a business. If that makes sense. Son of a gun. That's cool. <laughs> so you've got the, it's the plumber's wife syndrome, right? I'm a marketer. My marketing is kind of lagging, right? I do this yeah. for my clients. It's hard to do it for myself kind of thing, right? Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I realize that every time I talk to a partner, it's like, man, I remember when I was like $10,000 into the business. You know what I mean? The struggle to get to 20K. Uh, or when you're at 100K, that's a whole nother level of, of, of struggle. So I get to have that empathy I give them strategies. I mean, it's just, it's been, it's been amazing. And our team is growing by day. Uh, it's just like, all right, let's go. Wow. <laughs> now, how much of, how much of what you, you know, learned and are now applying for other agencies, how much of that is process? How much of that is software and automation? How much of that is, you know, coaching and, and, and advice giving? I, I, I appreciate that's a great question, actually. I would, I would think that uh, the biggest gap from where they are to where they're trying to go is, is what I call the knowledge gap. Uh, so within ClickX, we built an academy. It's really for agency. Uh, there's a lot of resources. The partners find us at a different stage in their life. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they're like me. When I started, it was the day after I graduated you know, college. Sometimes they're leaving their corporate job and starting an agency. Sometimes it's a side hustle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so they may not come from a marketing background. So our job has been educating, educating, educating a ton. Then comes the tools so that they can go execute. That was a great question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Give, give a man who doesn't know how to use a power saw a power saw and he's likely to cut something off. So you give them the knowledge It has first. been so instrumental. I just talked to one of our partners with... We're working on getting appointment centers for, for our agencies, then educating them on how to find them. How do you know it's a good one? How do you know mm -hmm. when to hire a second one? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like constantly uh, building up the curriculum so that they can go execute. We also support them in that, but first yeah. starts with the knowledge, right? Yeah. If you know what to do, then it's just a matter of executing. Do you agree? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure I always know what I'm doing, but I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> you really and we want to make sure that we give them the blueprint yeah. and then the actionable step and yeah. the mentoring. So like they, if they screw up, they have a question, you know, we just got done with a five day challenge, believe it or not. I don't know if you, you know, if you ever seen anybody in the challenge, it was basically called zero to 10 K scale challenge in five days. We wow. give them the blueprint on the day one is picking a niche. Day two is building an offer. 
Day three is lead generation. Day four is how do you take that sales call? And day five is repeatability and scalability. Repeatability, scalability. Wow. Wow. That's a lot to pack into five days. Yeah, it's why you got to do it in five days. And then you let them off and then, you know, they go execute. And uh, sometimes they want to work with us and, you know, take it to the next level. But the fact of the matter is we're investing, you know what I mean? Into, you know, giving, giving, giving value. Uh, yep. And then, of course, if they find this valuable and they want to work with us, that's up to them. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to guess your batting average of continued work is is uh, is quite high. Well, that's like that's a fascinating that's a fascinating niche. Um, and and it's probably got some really distinct challenges because you've got someone who thinks they're knowledgeable, but you really got to help them escalate that, you know, to the next level, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, some folks that come from the marketing, it's easier. I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm saying, Matt. It's like you can you could you can scale way faster based on your your knowledge where your where your foundation is at. So yeah. I think it's a little bit difficult if you didn't come in, but it doesn't mean that you can't build a business that's in marketing. You don't have to be a marketer. <laughs> a lot of people do real estate. They don't really know where they, right. they just know that I have money and I'm going to buy this and we're going to flip it. Uh, yeah. I don't really know much. So I think there's folks that I'm working with that are just treating this as a pure business play. Yeah. And there's other folks like me that are practitioners that love what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're so into it. You know, we're like geeked out about it. So it just depends who you're talking to. I, 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 I do love genuine marketers because they get lit up like you are. You get lit Crazy. up. Yeah. Right? You get lit up about it. Like why? What, what, uh, what makes it so fun and fascinating? Yeah. I, I think, I think the fact that it's always changing, it is insane how fast this stuff is changing. I, I mean, I, 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 we, we have a platform, so we get emails about the APIs of this, the Facebook, the Google constantly. It's like urgent. You know what I mean? You're using the outdated version. You need to change yep. it. Yep. And just keeping up with the change is like, if I, this is what I tell my, my, uh, my, you know, folks are in our Facebook group. And so it's like, if you want to scale anything, go figure out how to start an agency, scale it. You'll be on top of marketing. You can start a car wash tomorrow. You could scale a car, wash, you can catering company, whatever you ever do, you will know how to grow it because you know how to do marketing. Right. Right. We're going to figure that out. It's going to be a tough ride. It doesn't matter what you're starting, right? You watch, you watch any, any uh, Shark Tank episodes. The biggest struggle is we don't know how to market. We don't know how to get the word out. That's it. That's it. The, uh, the real commodity is attention, not dollars. That's right. So, um, so, yeah, so I think just having that inside of you, how do you not get excited every time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I could, you know, the, 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 before my first job was like helping an actual company grow their business. Yeah. That's how you learn, right? Yeah. How do I get a B2B company webinar registrations? And back in the day when we were trade show, how do we get so many people to show up? How about lunch and learn? We need to get that. And it was always trying to run a campaign, get people interested, the hook, the story and all of those things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the, uh, that's how you figure it out. Once you know that it's just, Rinse and repeat. Another what, playbook. That's all it what, is. Uh, what What's not in the playbook now that was in the playbook a couple of years ago? Like what What comes to your mind as something that doesn't work as well as it used to? You know, um, since we pivot so much, <laughs> we're, we're always trying to make it, you know, better than what we have it. Mm -hmm. um, I could probably say, uh, you know, things that we've stopped doing or recommending are anything traditional. Unfortunately, I'm sure this stuff works is that we're, we're so, we're so in Facebook world. You know what I mean? 
we're so inside Facebook ads, Instagram ads, messenger ads, um, uh, uh, YouTube ads that we literally don't have any other playbook outside of that. If that makes wow. sense, Facebook wow. group, um, but anything that is, uh, anything that is working, I mean, cold email is still alive and, you know, working well, uh, yeah. but we're not talking about, you know what I mean? Postcards, if I may, right. Or something like that. There's elements where, where we're using physical things with virtual, but I would say anything else that isn't trackable, measurable, yes. it's probably not going to be in a digital marketer's playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And the trackability measurability is certainly one of the, one of the really pivotal differences about the, the digital space, you know, marketing 30 years ago, God, it must've been a frustrating exercise. Like throw it out there and see what happens. I, I still, it's so amazing though, with all the trackability, I think we get really hung up on having to track everything yeah. that we almost forget what marketing is. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm I in between, like, I, I want to get the word out. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know from a playbook perspective, we're not dropping 10,000 postcards to find out what's going to happen. Right. But I'm still the guy that will tell you the biggest thing that you need is brand awareness. <laughs> the lead gen will come once they know you exist. Yes. That they could trust you, like you, they're gonna fill out your form. Yeah. But don't yeah. do ads just for form submission because yeah. you're not building a brand. Yeah. Uh, but how do you build a brand? I could still do that digitally. I don't have to do postcards. That's what I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got. I, I got you. I got you. And and uh, you know, in the particular domain of email, which you you know you mentioned when you mentioned cold email, I I, I find myself frustrated because it, it seems like a lot of it seems like the actual content ends up being the the caboose, not the engine in email marketing. Like I look at the stuff in my inbox and go, really? You sent me that? Like yeah. you couldn't bother to be more interesting, more compelling, not so ugly. <laughs> like I, 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 I completely, I, I completely agree. And I think um, at the end of the day, the value is, has to be there, you know, in our YouTube campaign, in our, yeah. Yeah. In our Facebook ad campaign, the moment that you stop doing that, it's yeah. it's it starts to not work. Starts to not work. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're you know you're 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 slowly getting unsubscribes, whether you realize it or not, or you're slowly losing your brand and reputation. Uh, you're, Absolutely. You're like and your trust are being degraded. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a complete lateral, but I'm just curious about your reaction to it. I I've been intrigued watching the the sort of re rise of the email newsletter sure. and, and, and I look at the ones that I like, I've got a couple I actually pay for and uh -huh. yeah. And, and I'm happy to prefer like, and hop on it every morning and read it. Cause the guy has insightful, smart stuff to say. And I'm thinking, wow, he's married his content and his marketing. They are literally one in the same. Agreed. And, and I don't think it's going to die. Just again, it's based on the person that likes it. I still like, emails from Starbucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know that. I want to know the flavor of the month, man. I, yeah. I can't, you know, I love the Apple emails. Like, oh, there's a new version of this. So if you love the brand and they, they don't take it, you know what I mean? They're not just pushing things on you. I look forward to those emails, right? right? The, the brands that you're, and that's because now they've really trained me. I, I like the brand. They've delivered every single time yes. and, and they don't abuse their, you know, my inbox. Because think yeah. about it, Apple's gonna hide the email in every form submission. At this moment, <laughs> this is yeah. terrible news for 
for a, a marketer. We don't even know the email address or who we're emailing, right? Right. So we don't own that anymore. Right. That's you know that's not good. That's not a good feeling because our list was the value. It was it was the biggest thing we had was our list. Now yeah. we don't. We have a list with a bunch of Apple email address. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're listening and and you don't uh, you don't swim in this uh, pool as much as Solomon and I do, um, Apple in iOS 15 um, added two mail private email privacy related things. One is the ability to generate uh, a random address that goes to you. And and Solomon's point is that that we're losing that that connection. I don't have you know Solomon at clickx.com in my database. I've got theoretically at least some random looking Apple Apple junk. Do you think do you think people are gonna? I, I found myself thinking I might not use that because I wouldn't remember the cotton picking address if I used it for a sign in later for marketing emails. Yeah, for signing up for something. No, because I'm going to have to commit it to memory and I don't want to. Right. I, I think the way that Apple's thinking about it is it's going to make your life easier because yeah. we're going to filter out the bad emails. It's going to go into your iCloud or we're yeah, going to yeah. store all your passwords for you. Yeah. You don't have to. Um, I, I really believe that at some point, like you just can't get out of the platform because how you know intertwined <laughs> it is with our lives. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I also, I also think Apple is making a brilliant play as the privacy brand 100 percent. you know like if <laughs> it's if, a marketing yeah it is if if a year from now apple's basic proposition was sort of trust your digital life to us right they're a lot closer to me saying yes than any other company could be mm -hmm. because they've been consistent about that tim cook in particular has been vocal but consistent about that stance you know fbi says unlock the phone he says nope Nope. Wow. Good. Good for you, man. But yeah. it does. It does pose challenges, as you pointed out. Marketers to we're marketers. Screwed. Yeah. We're screwed. Yeah. I, I think our uh, uh, um, our tracking became a nightmare uh, since you know the changes that Apple's making. And you talking about Apple MPP? Exactly. Real with, with Facebook ads and the ability to know what happened. It's oh, going to yeah. affect Google ads. We have no idea. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we're not getting any data back, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're advertising to people that aren't really a fit anymore. So now we need other third party tracking tools to track and measure uh, and get better attribution. And now we need more information, you know, putting into the Facebook platform like your customer list and rather than trusting uh, the data that's already there. However, yeah. like you said, it's a it's a privacy play and it's not going anywhere. I think it's only going to get worse. Um, so. Uh, at the end of the day, we as marketers got to figure out how are you going to attract the people to your funnel? What can you do? You know what I'm saying? Now you don't even have email addresses. <laughs> yeah, you don't have email addresses. Well, I, I think you already gave the most critical answer, which is, you know, quality of content uh, and quality of uh, consistent behavior of your brand will keep people in the list, even if you don't know their name. Yeah. But with the with the oncoming demise of the third party cookie, are we really headed to a new stage in the digital space where you don't get to you won't find a replacement measure to 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 supplement what we used to have with pixels and cookies and tracking and email addresses? Yeah, at the end of the day, I really I feel like our jobs are only getting harder. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the bottom line. Uh, because again, Chrome is going to decide to, like you said, there's no cookie. You can't track anything. Now what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to do something inside your website 
right? To say login, so you actually know who it is. Yep. You know, do things so, like you said, get a text notification so we now actually can give them value. Yeah. It's all going to come down to us having an app so that you know have loyalty. They're going to log in or register or use or consume or watch or whatever. Uh, but we just simply can't, like you, but back in my day, like trying to get 500 people to show up to a webinar was easy, right? Email, do yeah. this, do that, yeah. push. Yeah. Yeah. So push marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, well, we're... we're there's a book by uh, David Schenk from about God, 2003 or maybe earlier called Data Smog. Mm -hmm. And I remember then, this is 20 years ago, he measured, it was like, it's 3,000 3, 3, or 3,500 commercial messages a day hitting each of us. That wow. was 20 years ago. I would love to see the measure now. Like 20, how many attempts to get my attention hit my screen in the course of the day? It's got to be crazy number In, insane distraction too it's the entrepreneur we're trying to go do something and immediately we're like stop watch this you know at yeah. six seconds yeah yeah and and i mean on the one hand that's the economy of online like it, it's most fundamentally it's it's ad ad and ad and monetization supported like most of the services i use i don't necessarily pay for monetarily i pay for them with that attention but it's going to be a little tougher decision for the business if they if they have no way of closing the loop and knowing what works. Like I, we'll, I we'll be back to 30 years ago of uh, was it Sam Wanamaker? I, I, I know half my advertising is wasted. I just don't know. Which John Wanamaker, the famous, <laughs> most famous quote ever. Wow, yeah. you can pull that one out. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a, you know, there's a there's a astonishing amount of wisdom from the Mad Men era, and I suspect we'll be going back to that well as as digital becomes less a wild wild west and and a, a you know track people anywhere and more of uh you got to earn it you got to be clever you got to be on message you've got to be valuable to keep 100%. people engaged i i 100 believe that and i don't think that these the you know just spamming your entire list or you know push you know what i mean send email a day yeah no one's gonna put up with that at the end of the day because it's we don't have time. I mean, I, I, I unsubscribe more than I subscribe. How's that? Yeah. 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 And we're also, uh, we're also, uh, you know, perpetual, perpetual distracted. What's, what's the phrase? Um, constant partial, constant partial attention. I think Linda Stone, I continuous partial attention. I think Linda Stone coined that about 20 years ago. It's like, we don't, we're, it's hard to focus on one task. Yeah. We're sort of, splitting inefficiently between about a hundred of them at a time. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the world that we live in. And, and, and in the beginning of my webinars, I'm like, hey, first thing I have to tell them is to actually pay attention. Like put it on airplane mode. Yeah. Close all the taps. Like I feel bad saying this to a person, but I know they can't even get 10 minutes yeah. Of, yeah. of something valuable. That I'm going to teach them yeah. about how and grow and scale. They're already being bombarded by the the news feed and the, you know what I mean? The yep. Instagram reels are going off. I'm yep. like, listen, put the phone on airplane mode. Because <laughs> for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to give you what you need to do to get to the next level in your business. I was, uh, this is a few decades back, but having been a classroom teacher, I can't, or prof, I can't imagine <laughs> how hard it is now. I mean, if I were back in a classroom, I think I'd be that, that you know, bossy pain in the butt who said, Okay, we're starting, turn it off, put it away, or I'll take it for the duration of the class. Why? 
Because there's no point in you being here right. nominally to learn something if you're attending to everything else in your, uh, you know, in your right. digital world. Like, sorry. Yeah, that's what I had to say every single day on my five-day challenge. Like the first line is like, listen, shut it down. You, you don't pick up your phone yep. or anybody. <laughs> anybody. Yes, yes. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, we we did to we did it to ourselves, but now we're kind of looking at it, going, "Oh, crikey, what did we do? Right? Uh, what have we done?" Agree. Completely. Yeah. Do you think, uh, in in you know, in, in in the world of this many demands for attention, do you do you think email is going to keep a footing of some sort? I, I it, it's going to be part of the the bigger right. It's going to be part of your marketing playbook. I can't think of a way. Uh, that you can just throw it out. But I do believe that we still have to figure out what else can you marry with it, right? Yep. Uh, so we're doing a big launch for a new feature update, a big a big shift in our company. We're just having our planning meeting of all the things that we're going to be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them is a multi-step blast to let our people know to get ready for the day where we make the, the launch. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it is part of, and are we doing social posts? Are we doing Facebook ads? Are we doing YouTube ads? All sure, of it is combined. Sure, sure. So it's not going to be just, it's not in just a silo. It's part of the strategy. I don't see that going away. What I do see is like the email sending services being much more prone to the engagement and then deciding to deliver or not deliver smart systems that we have these days. If they're yeah. only engaged with my content in the last 30 days, they don't get any emails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not even bothered delivering. Right. Or they'll, or you're, you're, you're stuck in promotion tab, uh, oblivion, and no one's ever going to see what you sent. Um, what do you think about, what do you think about the prospect of, of text and MMS as a marketing channel? hundred percent. Uh, if you get, I mean, there's some legalities around that and I'm trying to study that too, just because, you know, it's a new place. I remember you sent a fax and you get in trouble. <laughs> that's where but, we are i don't know how long that was but in, in theory phone calls you're getting you know illegal phone calls you get in trouble but boy i get about a dozen of those a day too i agree but text message as long as you have it now the way we use it is we're just texting our prospect who's opted in yeah. to get our content but it yeah. definitely is because it's real time um, <laughs> but at some point just like voicemails are a thing of the past text message is going to be a thing of the past because we're going to be all texting i say Gary Vee says is that marketers ruin everything. Yeah, I think he's right. I, I, I think he's absolutely right. I, We're going to be texting. Your, yeah. your Gap is going to text you. Old Davey's going to text you. Panera Bread's going to text you. At some point, you're like 100 text messages. Yeah. I I I'm, I made a prediction when Apple launched uh, the, the stuff we were talking about, the privacy-related stuff we were talking about. I, I, I committed a prediction to a blog post for an email org. I said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Apple launched controlled commercial messaging access into the messaging yeah. iMessage platform. Premium. And I specifically Ads. controlled, right? Like, yeah. like this is the commercial tab. You know, if you misbehave, we Apple will, you know, boot you off the planet. And, and marketers would be knocking the doors down to get to that because you know you're going to pay attention when that stupid thing goes off. That's very true. And I, I could see that. I mean, everything has become play, pay to play, hasn't it? Like everything. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if the app store wasn't pay to play, you know, how many billions of dollars would Apple be out of? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. App, app store. That's a that's a that's a good and good analogy to bring up. Yeah. Um, we 
we're probably lucky in a in a funny sense that <clears throat> standardization of messaging platforms never came about. Like, there's not one message platform, right? right? We I just mentioned Apple iMessages. That's one. Google's been pushing RCS unsuccessfully. That's another one. Facebook Messenger, another one. Slack, arguably, you know, messaging for companies. But there's not, unlike email, where there's really sort of, there is one email system that we all kind of attach to. There's not one texting system. Nope. There's yeah. Instagram DM, which is independent of Messenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like after, so many. one after another. Wow. I don't know where to look anymore. Yeah, how many message how many messaging apps must your average teenager have these days? <laughs> Holy yeah, crow. you can message inside Snapchat, right? Like that's another messaging thing. Right, right, it's right. Stop. Is there messaging I on Is there messaging on TikTok? Um, I you I don't know. I I don't I, either. I try. That's a distraction. That's a big distraction. My big friend. distraction. <laughs> I'm like, we're trying to grow something here. Yes. I mean, on it, I started it when it started, but I'm like, listen, I got a million things going on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's a point. I, I think it's a, I don't know if it's a sign of maturity or a sign of crankiness. Like I, I'm really trying to cut down the channels that that get access to me. You know, yeah, like there's a couple of apps I had to delete on my phone. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I actually did. I did appreciate the fundamental stance that Apple took when they, when they brought the app privacy thing in there because I was as, as a technologist, I was aware that there was an ungodly amount of data. Right, streaming off the phone with all those apps, and so when Apple said, "Hang on a second, you should get to say yes or no explicitly," I'm like, "God, I appreciate that, guys. I think that's actually the right approach." Yeah, I mean, it's we will have to deal with more apps and messaging inside it. There's just no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I think what so. everybody's building, so they can keep you inside their little ecosystem, right? Or, How or, else are you going to stay loyal? Yeah, or, or 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 try to. Um, of all folks, Discord, I read a quote. Another messaging app. Which which one? Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Discord. Yeah, for, you know, for 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 more technical folks. Reddit, right? There's yeah. another one right there. Yeah. Um, I read Rich. a quote. I think this morning, Reese Witherspoon of all folks, who's a very savvy business person, said she said, you know, if you're not prepared for there to be a digital you and a real you, right. you're, you're not thinking. And I'm paraphrasing, but I thought she was right on the mark. I like, agree. yeah, there's a there's a digital, very convoluted digital me floating around out there. Um, if Google has really got a hold of all the searches I've ever made or all the web pages I've ever visited, they must hate me. <laughs> no, I, I, I and that's a thought, right? Like it's it's, it's being tracked somewhere. It's just yeah. anonymous. Yeah. yeah, they're seeing yeah. all of our activity. Yeah, that's how yeah. they create Google Trends. Right. Well, and, and, and the data gathering Facebook's done over the last decade, right? With with pixels and app uh, API agree. integration, like, wow. I yeah. Agree. Huh. So what are we, how are we going to help people navigate this? Because businesses still need to find customers and customers still need to find businesses. I agree. And I think that the big picture of these companies are already trying to do that. It's just that they got to work with the privacy. They got to work with Apple, right? Yep. Yep. Can't can, uh, can do it any other way. Uh, and also, they also want to make sure that nobody else is going to come into their space. I think Apple's biggest worry is that nobody else is going to build another Apple. Not that they're going to build it. They're going to want to build the biggest moat possible. The bottom line. Um, and, and same with Google. want to make sure that there's not going to be a search engine coming out tomorrow that has anything more than that we got. You know? Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, there's a little bit of that greed. 
And also they're trying to solve for the consumer because the day we stop searching is the day that Google dies. Yeah, yeah. They make true. money every time we search, right? Yeah. That is how they make money. So yeah. their job is to keep us there. So for them to have me as a customer, a loyal user, they're going to have to deliver on the ads. They have to deliver on the algorithm, right? Yeah. They have to make sure this thing is top notch. And so yeah. they will forever push the envelope as far as they can to find me what I'm looking for. You know, I have to say, and it sounds like you you might agree that the the quid pro quo equation with Google, I have found acceptable for a long time. Like the act, you know, the access to well prioritized, well targeted information and data and knowledge, I'm I'm willing to trade that off for the ad that shows up mm -hmm. at the top or on the side. I'm like. Okay, I'm 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 seriously I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm also fine with paying to Spotify to not have my ads. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. No, that's a, that's a good good distinction, right? Because I used to have a Pandora subscription. I just dated myself. I used to have a Pandora subscription, and they they shifted to ad supported. And it's like, do not stop the music and play an ad. Like, where do I pay? Why? What? Yeah, five. Like, why? Because that that that's too much and it's worth the, you know it's worth a relatively modest sum to make that that distraction not happen i agree but yeah like if if google hypothetically said we've got a subscription version of the search engine no ads i don't think i'd bother cuz I, I don't really tend to see the ads i see what i'm looking for at least i think i do right right but youtube however you could pay premium and skip the ads which we all do no, oh, you get that damn pop up, right? Do you want to subscribe? I'm like, no, I don't. And then you have to put up with the, you know, with the B roll or the mm -hmm. interstitial roll ad. Yeah, yeah. My, um, my wife and I were watching something on Hulu, which was a relatively new experience for us, and and the ad popped up in the middle of the show. And she's like, what? Mm -hmm. It was like, yep, that's the game with Hulu. It's ad supported. It's like feels like getting in a time machine and going back to the eighties or nineties to watch those ads pop up. It's true. All of them have the limited ads or no ads. You know, limited like ads or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and would we, you know, would we add yet another streaming media subscription to have the Hulu with no ads? Like, oh, we've already got you know more than one of those. I don't know if we need six. <laughs> I agree. It, it's sadly has becoming where you need Paramount Plus, you need a Discovery Plus, you need Disney HBO, Plus, HBO, Disney, Netflix, <laughs> Amazon. It's like. And could I possibly consume Watch that much television? Never, right? Never. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, keeping just keeping track of, of, of the things you committed to, just keeping track of subscriptions has become a job in and of itself, right? I agree. Especially like if you run a business like you do, like I do, keeping track of all of the SaaS signups in the business is a booger. Right. <laughs> you may profit well. Yeah, and it'll drown you, right? It'll it'll just kill your profitability. I agree. Huh. Wow, I can see why you're so pumped about marketing. It's actually it's 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 a kind of it kind of emanates from you. It's great energy. Where do you uh, where do you see taking ClickX? Uh, you know that's uh, that's 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 something that we're working on on launch. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Uh, but we we see this being the the space that we're playing in is you know, scaling the companies from a lead generation and then all the way to fulfillment. We're completely behind oh, the really? scenes, white okay. label, you know, yeah. you see me with a t-shirt, but 
uh, the work that we do is all fully white label again for an agency facing company yeah but i think the world that we're seeing especially in digital marketing is one of gig economy so we're not seeing this being where agencies are going to be hiring eighty thousand dollars and hundred twenty thousand dollar account executives and ad managers it is we're in a world where people want to work where they want to work and and when they want to work they want a laptop in mexico for three weeks you know what i mean and make the same kind of money so that's all i can tell you that's the future Mm, (laughs) of the agency world uh there's never been a time where you got so much clients asking you but you can't find people you know what i mean because people don't want to do what they used to do post you know post uh, the pandemic than what was right before. So I'm seeing that shift. So we're taking some huge, huge, huge steps towards making the agencies happy and making the contractors, the freelancers, the future entrepreneurs or digital marketers mm-hmm. finding work. It's got to be there. There's a mm-hmm. huge gap. It's quite a dislocation we're going through, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. Really, it's a little, I mean, I've those of us old enough to have worked for a while are going, what the heck is going on? I agree. And yeah. it's not going to change. The shift isn't going to change. People are going to move out of big cities. So if they if they leave Chicago, your account executive is not going to be there anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If they leave New York, it doesn't matter how big the agency is. They you now need a you need them more than they need you. How's that? Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and as as someone who left the city, went to a small rural town intentionally 25 years ago. Sure. I'm like, great. I love this shift. I've been living this wow. for a while. Well, you know, like, well, it's not easy, but uh, welcome to it. I, I, I think there are a lot of people who will find their way back into offices or live interactions with other, with other humans, whether that's work or not, I don't know. Uh, I think the employer that says you have to come into the office is going to have a hell of a time finding employees. That's what, that's what we're finding now. It's because we have hundreds of agencies that we're talking to, right? Like we're, we're in the weeds of that space. Um, But it, but agencies aren't going away. There's still going to be an agency in every little town that you can, because they're serving their local market regional, but Mm -hmm. the way that things are going to be getting done, I think there's, there's just going to be a lot of shift, a lot of shift, consolidation changes, efficiencies have to be driven. There's, these agency owners have never had this kind of issues. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so where do you go for quality talent? How do you scale it? Uh, all of that is happening. So we're making some huge investments and, you know, working nice. on how do we do this? How do we, how do we build that? You know, how do we be, build a bridge? How do we, you know, really see this so that all of the people in it are happy. That's the yeah. big part. Yeah. employees are happy or contractors you want to call them uh, or the actual entrepreneur who set out to build something is actually able to scale it and not have some sort of a fulfillment you know nightmare if yeah. that makes sense yeah that you know get, getting the end result your the end result that you're paying for uh is 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 still uh, an imperative i'm curious what you think about about the potential that remote work opens up for um, competition for jobs and skills across national and cultural boundaries. You know, the account exec who, you know, needs to make salary X to live in place Y in the U.S., will she or he be competing with someone in, you know, Nigeria who says, I can do the same job, I can do it better, 
I'll, you know, I'll, I'll even match the work hours, but I, I'll work for a lower salary. What's going to happen? Yeah, I, I think that shift has already, that happened, right? Like we've already shipped every job we can to India and Philippines. <laughs> that, that was so last, I don't know, the last decade, I want to say, where every IT person basically got displaced. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the new shift isn't necessarily the ones that are going over there or that person wanting to do this. I think that's going to ever, that's going to be there. That's a, U.S. is the place for them to want to work with, right? Everybody. There will, they would lose sleep all night to have a customer in America because they get paid 10 times more. Right. But I think the shift that I'm talking about is the one where we, who we want employees, but they're not necessarily going to be where we want them to be. It's going to be completely, that person may not even stay in the state they're in for another six months. Now they're going to go somewhere else and then another place, right, right. <laughs> another place. So as long as we need them, we got to learn to work with the Slack, the base camp, right? Asana. And yeah. it's no longer going to be punch in, punch out, punch if that in, makes sense. Out. Well, what, what makes, a, what are the attributes of a U.S. employee that makes them worth hiring at their higher cost? Um, like I said, the, 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 when you and I call Sprint, I, I don't have Sprint, but you know, it's a nightmare. But when I talk to my person that works in Texas, they understand me. It's my relationship with them. They get me. They know exactly what, what I'm talking about. That's language, culture, shared exactly, references. Right? They know Florida is warm. You know, they're not going to know where Florida is at. And so anything that's ever been outsourced before, they never understand, especially in marketing, the little things that literally that drives you nuts when they don't understand context. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's, it's, it's about quality. Uh, and you want your customer to get good results. So you need to understand the, the services of your customers, the product. Mm -hmm. And you try to do that from another world. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They don't understand snow removal. How's that? I find that to be people have done that and tried and failed. And yep. you have customer yep. retention issues. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's worse in my world. It's the worst world. That's the worst word. Uh, for an agency can't can't keep your clients so we have to figure out how do we do both so yes. that you have the customer who's willing to pay a premium to work yep. with somebody in america if not they can just go to upwork and save three thousand dollars but you're going to get what you're paying for right you're going to get going to get what you're paying for yeah it's uh there that language culture stuff is Absolutely. surprisingly pivotal i mean my background's more on the tech side but I got my fingers burned a few times with what we used to call offshore development. And I, mm -hmm. I concluded that it was rarely worth it for the kind of projects that I was involved in, because if you don't, you know, if, if you, if you don't have a mutual understanding of, of the widget being built, right. It doesn't matter if you're saving money on construction. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? or, or, like, or if you have to spoon feed, forget yeah. it. You know, time is worth way more than the saving. So, um, but again, in the in the context of the world that I'm in, it's it's so like you said, it's very pivotal that my person knows or the person that you're hiring to run your campaign know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And where you're targeting and where you're not targeting. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and marketing is such a social cultural Agreed. Uh, job fundamentally that not not living in the culture makes it very hard to do the marketing. 100%. I don't know everything either, but I kind of know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you got to find people that get your prospects or your potential customers and put them in it. Yeah. So if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
Well, man, we could probably do this all day, but it we sounds should. like you've got some big, uh, sounds like you've got a big jump ahead for ClickX. There is. It is yeah. nonstop. Exciting. Exciting. Well, shoot, this is, this is, I, I hope people, hope people find this episode and listen to it because you've, you shared a heck of a lot of insight in a fairly short, uh, short time frame. Um, wow. Any parting words of wisdom? Um, like I said, I think being in marketing is like the most foundational thing that you can do, right? And, and you're all already living in it and you have hundreds of interviews that they can watch and listen to from all walks of life. People from the, you know what I mean? Doing marketing all the way to C-level executives. Yeah. I think that teaches you pretty much everything. And I think we talked about Apple a lot, but we have to also remember Apple's amazing marketing company. Oh yeah, they're good. It is the greatest thing they've ever figured out is how to make good. things emotionally attached. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were this thing, yep. right? Yeah. That it is not just a watch. I mean, they could have made they could have made this 10 years ago, but now it means so much more to us. So I think understanding that, that's literally it. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. so grateful that I took marketing as my degree. <laughs> right. Not something else, right? So that I can build on to that. Consuming every book you can, yeah, blue ocean, red ocean, anything that you could use to make yes moves. That's 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 my party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you referenced. I love that book, Blue Ocean Strategy. That that that's a that's a very smart book. That's a 45 uh, minute conversation right there. That's a 45 minute conversation right there. Right, quick story about that book. Do you remember the case study about the wine? That, that's you might have to remind me. You may yeah. Have to remind me. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, there's a wine called Yellowtail. Okay. And like chapter one or chapter two in Blue Ocean Strategy, and it's clear that at least one of the authors was, a, was involved in the project hands-on, mm -hmm. was, was a wine that said, how do we sell wine to non-wine drinkers? It was amazing yeah. marketing structure, like, like where they sold it, how they packaged it, the label, everything was, this is not targeted at the guy who's going to care about Chateau Neuf to fill in the blanks. This is targeted at the much bigger market of right. non-wine, the blue ocean of non-wine drinkers. It's like great, great case study. Mm -hmm. I hate the wine personally, <laughs> but it's a great case study. Yeah, so. no, I get it. I, 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 I reference that because most of the people are thinking that what we're doing is Red Ocean. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't have to be blue ocean. Yeah. You can have a lot more players in it. We just got to figure out our niche, figure out our niche. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you find the blue ocean. Well, Solomon, thank you so much. You're going to send you. me the recording when we're done, right? Absolutely. Cool. Cool. My guest has been Solomon Timothy at click X. Thank you.